New episode of the Security Token Show, we're covering some of the biggest headlines, including Grayscale having a massive win against the SEC, everything that that means around the future ETF proposals, and over $10 billion in tokenized real estate coming to market in the Middle East. You've got to tune into that and everything more in the show coming up next. It's time for the Security Token Show. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in security token news. Coming from across the globe to your living room. And delivering all the latest STOs and getting you up to date on what's happening in the market. So what are you waiting for? Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Security Token Show, folks. I'm your host, Hurry Konings. This is Kyle Silent, my co-host. And we're here in sunny Miami, Florida. And man, what a packed episode of tokenization news we got for you today. But before we get to that, we have to thank our sponsor, which this week is actually our very own Tokenize This Conference. You may remember from last week's episode, we announced this huge new three-day completely virtual, completely free summit that you can check out starting October 11th through the 13th. Just go to summit.stm.co. That's summit.stm.co, where you can register for free. We hope to catch you there. This is going to be a huge event. Can't wait to all of our keynote sponsors, all of the fireside chats. You got to check it out. And with that, Kyle, let's jump right into our top five what's happening in the industry right now. Tell us, what's number five? Well, there was a new report that came out noting that the regulation CF exemption, the one that came out in 2012 through the Jobs Act, this is the one that allows any retail investor to invest into their favorite crowdfund, their local business or tech company, and the exemption that we here at Security Token Market were able to use in our tokenized Reg CF offering that many of you participated in, and we thank everyone for their support in that process. And the Reg CF exemption has now topped $2 billion in total fundraising, according to new reports. This consists of the first billion happening in a five-year span from when the exemption came out. But in only two years, we've now seen the second billion being raised, which suggests that it's not only trending upwards, but we might see three, four, and potentially even five sometime soon. So major shout out to over 6,400 companies from over 7,400 offerings that are participating in the Reg CF exemption and empowering the globe. I don't want to take too much credit, Kyle, but I think we do have to be a little proud of the fact that we may have had something to do with helping with that figure. When we first started this show over four years ago now, we actually asked for for market feedback. We ask for your support for our very own suggestions to the SEC uh, for Reg CF to increase the limit from 1 million to 5 million. And they actually cited us uh, for part of the reason as to why they made that change. And all I can say right now is let's get that up to 20 million. Uh, now, for number four, we got pretty cool news from Tokeny and DLA Piper. DLA Piper is a major law firm well known for being, you know, legally focused on tech. And Tokeny is a leading European provider for tokenization 
Uh, and now it looks like the, the team, they've teamed up to do the Digital Securities Alliance, Kyle. Now, what this naturally is, is it's an actual formal partnership between a law firm and a tokenization provider. I don't think I've seen anything like this of sorts before. Usually law firms, they may have you know support for different providers, but I don't think I've ever seen anyone say, hey, we're going to partner directly to what they say is offering low-cost capabilities for fundraising. It's really everything you need, the full-scale uh, package for investor onboarding, cap table manage, and tokenization with tokeny, and then, of course, the bespoke legal work, presumably, that's needed for your offering from DLA Piper, a very well-known, reputable firm. So I'm very curious to see what kind of interest the Digital Securities Alliance brings, Kyle. I think it's really great for the industry. It's always good to see lawyers bringing a stamp of approval to this stuff. Yeah, I think this makes a total sense for Tokeny, bringing a legal component to the market, as well as it makes total sense for the legal component to have a, a company like Tokeny backing them. And it's a natural partnership, makes a ton of sense. And at number three, Swift. The SWIFT network is the global financial transactional system. This is what all the banks and institutions use to move and record how assets are moving, specifically securities, but also all kinds of transactions. And they have actually worked and officially completed trials with Chainlink on working with on-chain transactions. They announced earlier this year that they were going to begin these trials. We covered it here on the show. And now they can confirm those trials have been successful, not only on public blocks, blockchains, but also private blockchains on all kinds of different solutions. They've developed their own cross-chain interoperability protocol, which allows different blockchains to plug into that spoken wheel model, if you remember from a few shows ago. And this is across dozens of financial institutions that acted in this trial thing. And they noted that specifically the significant benefits that were adopted here in making this process more efficient for everyone involved. So very cool news from both of these players. Big, big names, Kyle. I, I want to highlight that they even said that they believe 97% of institutions believe that uh, this will revolutionize asset management. Tokenization Whoa. is coming. Folks. Say that again. 97% of institutions, according to this report with Swift and, and Chainlink, that's wow. coming from major, major names in the industry. That's crazy. Number two, we want to get to the big news around Grayscale. Uh, we've known that they have a Bitcoin trust product that's been trying to convert to an ETF for years now. And for years, the SEC has been rejecting them application after new application after new application. And they got tired and they eventually sued the SEC this and it looks like they were right to do it because they have won uh, their case to at least have the SEC revisit uh, and treat them similar to other ETF applicants that are live right now. So this does not mean that their ETF got approved, folks. It just means that they have another shot, potentially more of a shot, given that there is now some judicial uh, presence, precedence behind this, uh, that's a big deal for sure. And I want to shout out Kyle, our advisor, Mark Powers, who's over on the STA Success Network platform. Uh, they, he does weekly, uh, bi-weekly webinars on uh, legal stuff. And actually about a month ago or so, we covered this very topic and he predicted that the SEC would actually lose. Mark Powers actually spent some time as an SEC enforcement chief uh, over there. So he had some inside knowledge and he recognized and predicted that correctly. He also recognized that, you know, that the SEC very well may come up with an ulterior uh, reason to again reject and continue to reject. So this may not be all the great news 
that Grayscale is looking for, uh, at least according to our advisor, Mark Powers. But, uh, you know, we'll definitely see how this one plays out, Kyle. Yeah, in my very non-legal and very rudimentary understanding, this is basically the judge saying, hey, the arguments that you've made over and over and over again, we're going to have to think of something better than that. And so this is going to force the SEC to have to reconsider what their arguments are, to your point. They still certainly can come back and reject things, but you'd expect that their best arguments were the ones that they were using here. So if those were struck and stricken from the record, then, you know, it's, it's going to be a continued uphill battle for them. Now, Kyle, you started off the show by acknowledging a $10 billion tokenization deal. Tell us about that. What's number one? So there is a Dubai CRE tokenization project going by the name The Desert Pearl. They're doing residential apartment building. They're all kinds of apartments. They're doing hospitality and commercial, not only real estate for hotels and things like that, but also retail space and auditoriums and all kinds of things in a huge $10 billion project with all multi-floor. There's just, there, there's way too much to even get into in terms of how opulent this plan is. If you've seen anything that comes out of Dubai or Abu Dhabi, you know that it's incredibly extravagant and beautiful. And they're tokenizing the whole platform using the DDX Global platform, as well as a few other players in between. And the idea here is that they're selling tokens that I think give all kinds of access and membership while also having an indirect tie to the underlying real estate. So as far as we were able to understand in the dive in here, it's not actually tokenizing the exact ownership of the properties, but you're essentially getting some sort of either a profit sharing, or there's a burn model associated with removing tokens from market as the value of these things rise and as properties are sold and purchased and, and things like that. So we've seen this model happen before with some of the earliest security tokens. It's a model that, that some people love, some people aren't as interested in, so certainly do your own research on these different things, but it is live now. Live. They're working with the Saphir Group in order to bring that, that token to market. And uh, just another huge commercial real estate property in the Middle Eastern region that is coming to market and tokenizing. All part of Dubai's master plan about moving towards a blockchain-based future uh, over the next decade or so. And uh, definitely a $10 billion offering definitely puts it out to big news from DDX Group and Saphir Group and the zoo designs that were all part of that. Shout out to them. With that, let's get on with the rest of the show. We've got the institution update we've got the token market update but first we're going to see what's happening over at the sta success network hello and welcome back to the sta success network part of the show no major member updates this week but we do have an exciting uh fireside chat coming up on wednesday september 6th with backed they're tokenizing securities tracking stocks bonds and etfs come learn all about them and how they're doing this now, don't forget to join us also tomorrow, Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, for the weekly industry updates breakdown. Ask anything from this morning's STA Insights newsletter or simply ask about other updates you've heard about and get our two cents. That's all for this week. Let's hop on over to Peter Gaffney for the industry updates. All right, welcome back to the institutional segment of the show. I'm Peter Gaffney, head of research at Security Token Advisors. There's been some serious regulatory mandates that will probably act as tailwinds for services in the tokenization space specifically. A few examples, the United States SEC mandated reporting improvements specifically for private investment fund managers and advisors. 
Australian Prudential Regulation Authority, APRA, is also requesting more real-time mark-to-market changes in the country's super funds. And even Securities and Exchange Board of India, SEBI, is offering a blend of new guidelines while relaxing certain existing requirements, all with the agenda of better facilitating sales and transfers of illiquid assets. So the key theme across all of these is that private markets, which typically are known for their opaque natures, are becoming more transparent and more real-time, one way or the other. So organizations like Invenium, like Grow Inc., Providence Blockchain, Avalanche, and Ava Labs, Securitize, and others, the list is certainly not an exhaustive list right there, but they're all pretty positioned they're all positioned pretty well to meet these new mandates, right? The whole premise of blockchain within capital markets is to enable that greater transparency, reduce cross-party reconciliations, and facilitate more real-time transactions and reporting. Boom, that's it right there. Regulatory backing is one of the strongest catalysts for the new technology here. Beyond any salesperson's abilities or beyond future concepts, it's regulation there. So I'm feeling great about where the industry is given at where the industry is, given all of this, and given the tumultuous private markets as of late, I really think household name fund managers will start taking tokenization and the blockchain world more seriously as they prep for these impending regulatory mandates. Another article came out of the banker just a few days ago, same deal, detailing how all eyes are on the U.S. markets for yet another SEC mandate. This one transitioning security settlement cycles from T plus two to T plus one of which India was actually the first country to successfully implement this T plus one trans transformation this past January. So it's another key theme within our Q2 report as securities lending and collateralization in general is one of the finer promises of asset tokenization. Even Equiland, a prominent SEC lending fintech platform, outright said that T plus one is near impossible without distributed ledger technology. There's simply no way to reach that, that short of a settlement time one day with multiple parties reconciling data and reporting by hand as they have been doing. So another great regulatory catalyst front and center for capital market players to pay attention to. So please pay attention. That's all I have for today. Wishing everybody a strong September here from STA. Now please check out what Sam Sachs sees in the general security token market. Hello and happy Monday. The security token market cap has dipped on the week to $16.4 billion. Through very shaky markets over the past quarter, the market has held up considerably well. It is important, however, to note that volumes have dipped. Crypto Index, the self-described S&P of crypto, recently launched its first tokenized ETF, the I-20 token. The I-20 token represents an equal distribution of investments in the top 20 cryptocurrencies based on market capitalization and that excludes stablecoins. As the crypto market begins to recover from a global market downturn, current trends point to rising demand from retail and institutional investors. However, many potential investors struggle to manage and diversify their portfolios across still vastly complex cryptocurrency landscapes. The i20 token addresses the common obstacle to crypto investing by serving as a single cryptocurrency through which every investor can purchase a stake in the value of the top 20 global currencies. Once again, excluding stable coins. And that's gonna be securely with minimal overhead risk. This gives them exposure to many different coins, so it doesn't necessarily matter as much which one is successful. In other news, a new secret court ruling related to Binance, the crypto exchange that already faces US accusations of wrongdoing, has some wandering whether more bad news about to hit the industry giant. On last Monday, 
In the court docket for its case against Binance, the SEC submitted a sealed motion which lets its file sensitive or confidential information without revealing the contents publicly. This is very unique, and the motion included more than 35 exhibits, a declaration from Jennifer Fair, which is an SEC trial attorney, and a proposed order. There's a lot that's going to be coming down the pike there. Xi Jinping is definitely going to be watching as lots of pressure from both sides. But that's all for now. Have an amazing rest of your week, and we will see you next Monday. And that's an amazing show. I think we had a really great top five, some bullish sentiment, dare I say it, creeping into our second half of 2023 here with some of the grayscale announcements and certainly plenty of tokenization sprinkled in throughout the way. But Herwig, we got to close out our show here with our companies of the week. I think we've had a good roll of a, of a, a good couple of weeks here of some interesting ones. Who do you got this week? I got to give it out to the CCA. That's the Crowdfund Capital Advisors, folks. The team behind there, that's Sherwood Nice, Jason Bass. I've known them for quite some time for my previous business uh, in compliance, Invest Ready. Uh, and they just do great work. We always have to commend people who do amazing research. They're the ones who are the reason that we know they're citing the, the intelligence behind the $2 billion in Reg CF offerings. They really are the Reg CF experts, folks. They also have some great software and resources online that you should check out if you're interested in this space. Most of all, they are retail advocates. They are pioneers and, and supporters of the Reg CF uh, exemption naturally. Uh, so I just have to give it out to them, Kyle. They're, they've done great work. Now, $2 billion is nothing in the great scheme of $2 trillion a year in Reg D private placements, um, but it's a start. Mm -hmm. uh, and as you pointed out, there is a fast meteoric rise from $5 billion to $2 billion, I'm sure, from two billion to three billion and on is going to continue, uh, and it's a lot to thank uh, these guys behind the CCA. So they're my company of the week, Kyle. Yeah, shout out to the CCA. They do great research. We spend a lot of time researching. We know how thankless that job can be sometimes. So major shout out to the CCA. Now for episode two hundred and four, who are you closing it off with, Kyle? So a couple of weeks ago, Herwig, I gave a Web three company my company of the week for partnering with a traditional financial institution and trying to onboard some of those, you know, more legacy financial players into this mainstream economy. And this week, I think I'm actually going to flip the script and okay. shout out a traditional business, the Swift Network, hey. who has been instrumental in building a global financial system. It's what every bank, every broker, every you know, trading firm uses to communicate amongst each other in terms of how the financial ecosystem goes. Nothing. It's the internet of the financial markets, if you will, so much of the underlying plumbing. And we've been critical sometimes of the SWIFT network just because of the fact that it isn't necessarily equipped for the high-frequency craziness of today's markets. It's, it's you know, relies on a lot of intermediaries and middlemen in order to make those things happen. But we're seeing Swift adopting, changing, and growing with the times. They've recently completed their trial effort with Chainlink to explore on-chain transactions and how that would work with multiple different types of blockchains, multiple different types of assets, dozens of banks, pulling all of the different banking players that they work with, finding that 97% 
of those that they polled saw this technology as disruptive, this technology being tokenization technology, being disruptive in this industry. So they're driving adoption, they're paying attention to the trends, and they're doing what they can to create additional development and innovation. So for all of those reasons, because I know how it's difficult for a traditional company that has a lot of corporate inertia going in one direction, to, to innovate and to move into that next space. But it seems like Swift is really trying to do that in a big way, putting their money where their mouth is. And for those reasons, they win my company. I'm the glad week. you chose Swift. It's one of those big movements that, you know, could put them in for running for company of the year, for yeah. sure. If, you know, they are the underpinning of the, the financial system in many ways. If they're going to adopt tokenization, that's going to have a huge impact. It's a pretty major domino, right? Absolutely. <laughs> With that, that's our show, folks. We hope, of course, to catch you again next Monday. Uh, meanwhile, check out stm.co. Of course, that's where you can get all the latest news, all the latest trading information around the market. All the rest of the episodes are available there as well. But of course, register for free at the summit, summit.stm.co. Tokenize this is going to be awesome. You're going to love it. Uh, and with that, happy tokenizing.